Hi, I'm Sherry Todd, a former DJ, now podcaster. Every week, I hope to take you on an adventure that informs, inspires, and starts conversations. I want to get honest, and I want to get to the heart of life and love. There's going to be good days, bad days, good shows, bad shows. And just like life, we have to figure it out. And I want to figure it out loud. Welcome to Sherry. Welcome to another episode of Sherapy. I'm Sherry Todd. What is a hero? A hero is somebody who is struggling to put food on the table for their family. A hero is somebody who gets up every morning and goes to that minimum wage job just so they can keep a roof over their head and gas in their tank. A hero is somebody who has dreams and is fighting hard to make them come true. A hero is somebody who's fighting the odds to live. A hero is someone fighting to stay sober. A hero is someone fighting for human rights. A hero is someone fighting for the truth. A hero is someone putting their life on the line to save another. A hero is somebody putting their life on hold to take care of another. A hero is someone who changes the world for the better. Heroes are sexually, physically, and mentally abused survivors who find the courage to talk about their abuse. Heroes don't always wear a cape. One out of three girls and one out of five boys will be sexually abused before they reach the age of 18. Every nine minutes, a child has been found to have been sexually abused. So let's think about that. Chances are in your child's school, on your child's soccer team, in your child's church group, a child is being abused. And talking about sexual abuse is something most people have a hard time doing. It makes them uncomfortable. Heck, it made me uncomfortable when I had to talk about it. Well, today, I'm about to make you a little uncomfortable, too. 90% of child sexual abuse victims know their abuser. That's 90%. I knew mine. All the people that I know who've been sexually abused knew theirs. So we need to figure out how we're going to stop this epidemic. 42 million survivors. 42 million It is an epidemic. Now, the best way to stop this is with the abuser, right? Find out why the abuser does what they do and stop it. So, researching, surprisingly, I found that most children that are sexually abused will not reoffend, meaning children that have been sexually abused will not go on to abuse somebody else. And that kind of surprised me because I thought that most people that are abusing had been abused themselves. And that's not the case. What I am finding is that most of sexual abusers that do abuse have a mental disorder of some sort. Makes sense. But mental disorder, that's a whole other issue. So right now, let's just talk about how children can protect themselves. I believe if children are taught the tools to protect themselves, just like children are taught not to talk to strangers, we can teach children to recognize a predator. 
and I'm happy to say that most schools now have abuse prevention classes. There's one called Aaron's Law, which teaches abuse prevention classes and has passed in 36 states. There's also similar laws that have passed too. And they teach children in age-appropriate language about safe and unsafe touches, safe and unsafe secrets. You know, like when it comes to secrets, it's okay to tell them, hey, today is mommy's birthday and we're having a surprise for her, so don't tell her. It's our secret. Now that's a good secret. But when somebody says to your child, hey, let's go to my house and you can play all those video games your parents won't let you play, plus I'll let you have all the candy and crap you want to eat. Just don't tell your parents because they'll get really mad at you. It will be our secret. Yeah. That's a bad secret. They also teach in school five people that a child can trust to go to and tell if abuse is happening to them. I was watching a TED Talk video the other day, and a woman teacher talked about how when she started teaching abuse prevention in her class, kids started coming forward. A teacher is one of the five people a child can go to and tell. She tells of the first time a little girl came to her and said that she would play games with her father. And she was excited about playing these games with her dad because she loved her dad. But it hurt sometimes. And she would say that they would only play these games when her mother wasn't at home. And then the little girl got scared because it was a secret she wasn't supposed to tell. And she just told her teacher. Remember, some parents are the abuser, so they will never talk to their child about prevention. That's why we have to teach sexual abuse prevention in school. And if you don't feel comfortable with the school teaching your children, then you need to research it and teach your own children. Because if you think that your child is safe, because you feel nobody you know is going to touch your child, then you're being naive. What about somebody in church? What about somebody at school? What about somebody at one of your friends' homes? Somebody at one of your kids' friends' house? That acquaintance that comes around every now and then. And if you say, I will know if something's going on with my children, great, I hope you do. But the chances are you won't. Because most parents are completely blindsided. And they're even more blindsided when they find out who the abuser is. So to keep our children safe, we have to do whatever we can to teach sexual abuse prevention in an age-appropriate way, so they understand. They teach in school about talking to strangers. I think we need to teach children in school about personal safety. And I know it's a hard subject to talk about, especially to each other. I understand how hard it is to talk to a child. I talked to my niece as soon as I knew she was able to understand, and I was so nervous. And if I ever felt she was in a situation that she might not be safe in, I took her out of it. Now, being somebody who's been sexually abused, I probably was a little more overprotective and a little more paranoid. But if I could protect any of my nieces and nephews from anything bad happening to them, I was going to do it because I don't want any child to go through what I went through. So what can you do? 
Call your school to find out if they teach child abuse prevention classes. And if they don't, get in touch with your district and talk to them about implementing it. Again, it's a hard subject to talk about. And you might be shocked how many people might push back, saying they're much too young to understand and learn this. Well, hear this. My sexual abuse started when I was six years old. So you tell me what's a good age to start teaching. I want to make sure this is no longer an epidemic. I wish this to be something that is rare. Unfortunately, this is never going to be the case. There's always going to be bad people. There's always going to be mental illness. There's always going to be craziness in this world. But communication, awareness, and education are the key in helping protect children and keeping them safe. And if you're uncomfortable with it, get over it. If these sexual abuse prevention classes can save just one kid from what I went through, the years of being the child who hid all the time, who had no life, I had no friends, I didn't communicate, or having anything to do with anybody. I shut down completely because that's how I was reacting. I was keeping a horrible secret. If we can make these lessons mandatory in school, it would be so worth it. Now, if you notice changes in your child, particularly if they're around a certain person, then say, wait a minute, what's going on here? Pay attention and listen to your child and be a hero that makes a difference. Be a hero in your kid's life. Be a hero in your own life. And to the survivors that are listening, you went through the unimaginable and survived. You are heroes. I think it's our duty as heroes to help other survivors tell their stories and become heroes too. And then we all need to go forward and do what we can to stop this epidemic of child sexual abuse. And if you're being abused right now, if someone is making you keep bad secrets, you have the right to feel safe. It is not your fault. People do care and please find the courage and tell someone. Find someone you trust and tell them. If there's no one you trust, then call the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, R-A-I-I-N, at 1-800-656-H-O-P-E, 1-800-656-HOPE. They have trained, caring people who will listen and help in any way they can. Please call. Most heroes were victims once, too. And I believe that there's a lot of heroes listening to me right now. Thank you for listening to this important episode. Now, next time, I'll have the results of my brother's DNA. Now, if you remember my brother Randy, a few episodes back, he did the DNA test. And I will say, it didn't turn out the way he thought it would. I'll also have my cousin Debbie here, the DNA detective, and she'll help us navigate that tricky DNA landscape for us and help us understand what my brother is having a hard time understanding. And if you're moved by this episode in some way, please share it or leave a comment, a rating, or leave a voice message. I really love to hear your thoughts. Now, you can find a lot of the links in this episode in the episode description 
or in the bios of my Sherapy with Sherry Todd Facebook or Instagram pages. I really appreciate your support. And until next time, always remember to embrace your voice. See you. Bye. You can find Sherapy with Sherry Todd in your iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or other favorite podcast apps. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. It's hard to find your way. So hard to find your way. Or find the words to say. Shoot.